0: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.
1: Barrick BMW has a range of pre-owned vehicles ready for immediate delivery. BerwickBMW.com.au Robot building supplies. Robots got it and deliver. Robotbuildingsupplies.com.au
2: The Run Home with Andy and Josh. Yes, it is. Great to have you with us this Monday afternoon with uh, a 1,000 balls in the air. You need to be a very talented juggler at this time of the year to uh, keep them all aloft and stay across everything. We'll do the very best of our ability to uh, meet that challenge for the next three hours. We get underway for the trade period. Uh, Bits and pieces already unfolding uh, stuff. Going on uh, downstairs as we speak. We'll bring you all of that as it uh, as it does unfold. Great to have you with us. Josh Jenkins is here. I've, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, there with everything going on in the world of football at the moment. I have never known a man to be so uh, obsessed with a preseason game of basketball that means absolutely stuff all. Speak for yourself. So, well, stuff all in the big scheme of things. But you, my friend, are riding every dribble every rebound, every foul, every turnover, as the Adelaide 36ers take on the – who are they? Who are they playing? Phoenix
3: Suns, oh, mate. Oh, well, there you go. Western Co- – they made the NBA finals a couple of years ago. No, well, uh, good says. afternoon to you. Oh, fantastic. Uh, and <laughs> now I'm not sure – Why what, are you obsessed with this game of basketball, well, other than the fact that you might – I'll get to it in a moment. Might have why, had a little, Why – why – why, why – uh, the, the, the most recent 40 wings temper text says, don't bother moving the car. If you've already got a ticket, they can't book you twice. No, that's What's comes through. That well that's
2: come, clearly come through to the wrong number.
3: That's a, a
2: partner to another partner who's can in you
3: not get booked twice in yes, some you Yes car. you
2: can, of course you can. I left my car when I was in Cork. Uh I left my right car in Ireland. Yeah, I left my car in the same spot for about three or four days. Didn't so, drive it once. Yeah, tip a few in shouldn't have got behind the wheel and did not, and had about nine tickets uh on the car oh, when geez. I when I did decide to leave Cork. They yeah, have remained. The tickets. They've remained unpaid, now, of course, all these years later. Someone will sold be able to sell the car for nineteen quid. As I left, how much? Nineteen quid. Paid four hundred for it. Left it. Paid. Sold it for nineteen. I well, you know that's that's another story. I'm getting. Oh, a
4: bit, now, <laughs>
3: getting a little lost in my our man travel whimsy. Hopefully, we can. <laughs> our man is at the game. Andrew Gaze. So we're we going to
2: speak to him. Will we get him? we are going
3: to get him on. the game Yes, because the Adelaide 36ers have gone into the Valley of the Sun, the NBA Finals appearing Phoenix Suns from a couple of seasons ago. The Phoenix Suns who have Chris Paul, one of the greatest point yes. guards in the history of the sport, yes. Devin Booker who recently oh. signed a Supermax contract for $250 million, yep. that had buy the NBL 25 times over, and DeAndre Ayton, who has knocked back $20 million per year. No relation to DeAndre Knighton. We are beating them. The 36ers are beating the Phoenix Suns. Now, I think, so this is the, I don't know, fifth year maybe that the NBL and NBA have had the little crossover. Well, you're making it a rocks. It's an absolute rocks. It's the rocks of the weekend. No, it's not. Lauren Jackson's. The Adelaide 36ers are beating the Phoenix Suns. Who have played? Their superstars have played twenty-two minutes. Yeah, and it's great, and it's their preseason, and they're going about half rat power, so you'd expect uh, that the 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 points. I'm not saying it's not a good effort; it's not encouraging. We're expected to get done by thirty. And well, we are got,
2: beating all, them. Well, the bookies have got it wrong. A hey, Rocks, Pox, thanks to Day Conducted from Climate. Get a free air purifier with every Day Conducted system from Climate. Visit climate.com.au. What have been your Rocks or your Pox from across the weekend? Are you as excited about this result in this sort of, you know, promotional match, exhibition match, practice match, whatever you want to call Pre-season it? Game. Pre-season game. game. Are a- you as excited about what the Adelaide 36 are doing as Jay Jenkins? If you want to make that a Rocks, uh, get on the line and explain to us
3: why well, you're that excited. Do you agree that it's a big deal for Australian sport? No. To have our club team. I'm not asking you. Oh. <laughs> I know how you feel about it. I think it's it. a big deal. Like, it's, it's good. Good on them. But It's, it's not a huge very big deal, mate. No,
2: it's not, mate. It's a practice
3: game. You know how the Americans feel about practice. I mean, you know how they feel about practice. Well, our very own we're Americans. We're talking about practice, man. Our very own Americans on the Adelaide 36ers well done, squad. Robert Franks, 22 points, yep. and Randall has got a 30-piece nugget.
2: No, it's great. That's all, I'm not saying it's But – don't get me wrong. You're going to paint me as being some Grinch here, and I, uh, I'm, I'm down on the result. I'm not at all, but I don't know whether I'll be getting making it the rocks of the weekend. It's huge. Please when clap. You've had, when you've had Lauren Jackson finish her international um, representative career, spearheading the Opals, a push to a bronze medal, and netting 30, uh, dropping 30 herself. I mean, that is an unbelievable performance mm. by – the greatest ever basketballer this country has ever produced, thirty and seven.
3: That uh, is the ultimate rocks right there. After a nine-year absence from the green and gold,
2: and she was clearly stuffed. I mean, they're not, the fact that they didn't play her nearly.
3: Out, in fact, did she play a minute? Well, the schedule against was China. The schedule I don't think, was too I don't think compact. She got on the court. It was too compact. Yeah, I don't understand why it was so compact because the WNBA season has finished now. Clearly, there must be. Uh, a league or leagues for mm, the places they got to be, the uh, yeah. the girls that they need to get back to. I don't understand why it was so compact, but mm. for her to come out now, she announced that she was retiring again, mm. uh, uh, two hours before the game, and then uh, came off the bench again and dropped thirty, unbelievable, and carried us to a bronze medal.
2: No, for no absolutely, truly phenomenal. When you think that there was just about nothing. Uh, more that she could do to enhance her reputation and oh, no. um and and expand yeah. the career profile she does it she uh, absolutely at 42 years of age she gets Did out you there watch and does the it. whole game? Did you uh, watch I the- watched a lot of it yeah. Yeah, it was,
3: yeah. We've got a pox that the uh, transmission on the, ga- the the telecast cut out at the end. Uh, I was following along on Twitter. Uh
2: so I was watching it on my so on, I air, was watching. It, I was down the beach. I was watching it
3: on the phone via the KO app. Uh, so apparently, the ESPN. Yeah, I don't, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. You go on. Here we go. It did happen, did it? It dropped yeah, out.
2: Yeah, that's oh, ordinary. That's no good.
3: Yeah, that's ordinary.
2: That's I wonder ordinary. who was uh, who had their fingers on the buttons when that was going on. Tom Dillard. Oh, it might have been Jay Clark. Not Jay Clark. Not Jay Z, Jay for John Clark. Who mm. <laughs> might have just been. Uh, he might have had an issue or two along the way, and he was at the end of his tether. Um, <laughs> he just took his eyes off the ball. Uh, the open line, <laughs> thanks to Chemist Warehouse. INC Sports Nutrition powering tomorrow today, available at Chemist Warehouse. Whether the transmission uh, failed to live see it right through to the final minute or not, Lauren Jackson did, and it was a remarkable performance. And she is the, the queen of rocks and pox on this particular um Monday afternoon. 1307 36736 1116 if you want to send through your 40 winks tempered texts. Did you see if you can't get to a phone, send through your nominations.
3: Did you see uh DK Metcalf this morning, the Seattle Seahawks superstar wide receiver? Yeah, I saw a bit of him. He got uh carted, so you know, they use the, the little trucks yeah, to just yes. to cart him off the field. Yeah. He was sitting on the side of the cart mid game and he was driven off to the sidelines. Mm. And then reports came out saying that he just needed to go to the toilet. Huh. And he tweeted. He tweeted. There wasn't a toilet on the cart, was there? No, no. He's tweeted uh, on top of the video when the <laughs> when that clinch walk would not have made it. Oh. Come
2: on, DK. Don's in Karen Downs. You got a rocks or a pox for us, Don? Kick it off for us. You or know the just... walk? I know, mate, I know the walk. Oh, I had a... The Lalit Hotel has never quite oh. been the same uh, in uh, in Delhi oh. after the 2010 Commonwealth Games, oh. and I do not to re- need to, to relive that experience. Oh. No, never well, again. We. Don, Rocks, Pox, what do you got for us?
5: Hey guys, how are you going? Very well, thank you. Uh, so nothing to do, nothing in the same uh, league as Lauren. But on the weekend, I competed in a dog grooming championship, and I got the best groom for the weekend. So I just wanna bring it out there and let everyone know that dog grooming's still a big thing and at the Royal Melbourne Show there was um a big turnout and uh, we've got to, I managed to get the big win of the weekend.
2: Well done. that well, is magnificent. What uh, what breed, Don?
5: Uh, so I used a Basset Four Deck Breton. It's basically a hand strip breed. It's really, fairly rare in Australia, but it's um cute little dogs and um yeah. So Don. Find them. Well, yeah. well done, mate.
3: How, well done. How much would you charge an hour to come down and look after a Siberian husky who hasn't had a uh, wash for around two years? <laughs> uh, it'd be 85 an hour. All right. Hey, I'll be owing you about 300 The Best in Show,
2: which is, uh, you know, for many of us, our only window into the world of sort of dog shows and all that sort of stuff. Uh, I, yep. I, I assume you've seen Best in Show. Yes, it is. Is there any sort of – is there any, of, any reality in – behind the uh, comedy uh, that we saw in Best in Show. Does that take us uh, inside the world of dog showing uh, and dog grooming?
5: It, it, yes and no. There's always a bit of um, uh, artistic creativeness which comes into those sorts of programs, but, yeah, there is. Um, so in the grooming side of things, it's all about the actual grooming of the dog, not about the dog showing as such. So we Best in Show is about the showing of the dogs, which is a whole different basket in that regards to what we do.
2: Well, mate, congratulations to you and the uh, pooch. There's a fifty dollars Brick Lane Brewing voucher coming your way, mate. Where lovers and makers of great beer come together. Well done. There you go. Don wins the grooming award at the Royal Melbourne Show for his dog. Having speaking of that, did you happen mm. to see the? Uh, I don't. This could be from uh, a while ago, but I only saw it for the first time, and it was going bunter on social media on the weekend. Did you see the? Uh, the uh, brouhaha that occurred in that uh, American fishing competition? No. A, bloke, a bloke's a bloke been winning fishing comps all over the joint, right? And he's been winning big sw- uh, big sw- uh, uh, swathes of cash and wads of cash for being the best fisherman in these professional fishing yeah.
3: competitions. What were they catching?
2: I don't know. But it doesn't matter. Fish. Fish. Uh, someone's called him on it and said, hey, Keith, you're mm. cheating. And they're going, no, I'm not. And he goes, You've got you're putting uh lead weights in the belly of your fish. you you've been filling in your fish and you've been sticking big lead weights in the gut. Uh so they uh so they weigh heavier. And, and he they, said they and then this him. bloke cut him cut the fish wide open and was pulling out these huge um these huge lead weights out of mm. the guts of mm. these fish. It was on for young. Oh, you saw it, fish. didn't all you? B- Smell his fish. If you saw that's a massive pox, that sort
3: of oh. stuff can't go doing that sort of nah, thing. No, 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 no. He thought the Adelaide 36ers game was no interest. <laughs> Why are these fish so big? Dave's in Doncaster. <laughs> I thought we, bar- <laughs> we barred yeah, I Rex. I think
2: i uh, Dave's in Doncaster. Rocks, pox, what do you got for us, Dave? Oh, g'day, boys. It's a reiteration of what you already touched on today. So rocks and pox in the same breath. The
6: rocks for the opals were an incredible... Yeah. uh
2: Amazing.
6: Tournament, of course, Lauren to bow out on her own terms, and a pox for SEN for Ooh. bowing out the last three minutes of transmission. What a joke! And clearly, a pox for your dog husky there, Josh.
7: Crikey! Oh, no.
2: Table, it awesome. wasn't SEN, it, was it was Wolf, it was ESPN apparently that uh, had the transmission. Yeah, error not, not SEN. So oh, as far just, as we're aware. And was, as for the dog,
3: mate, um, he's happy, he's healthy. Well, I'm not sure he's just about Just dirty, that. just matted and filthy.
2: It's hard. Can I ask, why have you got a Siberian Husky in Australia? Because I like wolves. We live in a hot climate. Ah, now. Have you ever considered that? The well-being of your animal, bringing a dog like that
3: into a country like this. You are proving you are speaking in areas you've got no oh, idea here about. here we go. Here's because a way that
2: people like you justify owning dogs like that.
3: Siberian huskies, the coats, mm. actually act as an insulator. Yeah, yeah.
2: Well, yeah they do when it's
3: cold. Mm. And when it's hot. Huh. So. Right. Yeah, so it's good to have a really thick, woolly dog in Australia, is it? Yeah, okay. They're insul- insulated from the. Uh, well, they won't get
2: sunburnt. that's for sure. That's right.
3: Yeah, so so don't stay in your lane, mate. <laughs> what sort of dog have you got? I got a groodle. A what, sorry? A groodle. I beg your pardon.
2: They don't molt. They're uh, hyperallergenic. What breed is it? It's a car. It's a cross between a golden retriever and a standard poodle. Henry, mate, the super dog, best dog I've ever had. Uh, Darren, Darren's in Mulgrave. A groodle. A groodle. A groodle. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, oh, so you're down on the Grudels. Eh? <laughs> yeah, that's a pox, is it? <laughs> the Grudels are a pox, and the wolves, <laughs> owning a pet wolf, <laughs>
3: is a rocks. Uh,
2: Darren's in Mulgrave. You got a rocks or a pox for us, Daz?
3: I got a rocks,
1: boys. How are you? Yeah, <laughs>
2: good, thank you. Excellent.
1: Uh, my rocks is my son, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been in the news for the last couple of years with uh, local cricket. Uh, it's been T20s, and he's made. Uh, 209 off 53 balls and 216 off 54 balls. Jeez. Um, And he was in bed all week last week with tonsillitis. Wasn't going to play, but decided he'd go out there. And he took the first over for 34. What? Uh, He hit a four off his legs and then smacked five balls over the fence for six.
2: Who's he playing for, Darren? Uh,
1: (laughs) Cheltenham Park.
2: What's his name? And, uh, why haven't we... Why, why is...
1: Uh, his name's Zach Rattray. R-A-T-T-T-R-A-Y. Uh, he was on um, Herald Sun, and, um, yeah, I he was on radio a little bit because he, he hit 29 sixes in one game.
3: Hmm. Yeah, I got him here. I got him. But Zach he, Rattray. Um,
1: yeah, and on, on Saturday he, he made 60. Uh, off
3: thirteen balls, he hit nine sixes and a four. So <laughs> oh, he's <laughs> a power, he's a any wonder. He's a powerful looking unit. Shouldn't he be going up a level or two, Darren? Why, why is he <laughs> Why is he whacking
2: around down for Cheltenham Park if he's if he's knocking these blokes around all over the joint?
1: He's a tradee and he loves his mates. He did go over to England to play some uh, county cricket this year. Yeah, and uh, he's come back and. Yeah, he's a bit of a – he's an annoying bugger because he plays off one without practicing his golf no, well, as well. Well, enough
3: so. of that. He, He's 21-year-old. Is that right? He's
1: 22. Uh,
3: okay, tw- okay. Turning 22, yeah. Oh, so he's 21. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I wonder how he went with the juke
2: ball. Often the seeming juke ball can find out the boys who just like to hit through the line a bit. That's amazing. Zach Rattray. I've Sounds got like an article got up here. Well, What it are says, you reading? Give me a sound of it. Thanks,
3: Darren. Uh, I'm trying to find the bit where it said uh, uh, SECA observers believe no batsman has, at any level of Victorian cricket has made umpires raise their hands as often as the burly 21 year old. Well, there you go. I'm not by the sound. In fact, speaking of uh, suburban cricket, uh, if you may,
2: on the way to the break, uh, can I just uh, pay the condolences to the McCall family? Max McCall, who was an. Absolute legend of the Eastern Suburban Cricket Association, <laughs> SESCA, of course, uh, played for some very competitive cricket for Bulloon and Richmond City, and Hawthorne, on, on the way through, uh, was a magnificently competitive uh, cricketer, had uh, his funeral on Friday. So to all the friends and family of Max McColl, I, I thought to meant to mention it on Friday, but uh, forgot all about it as one thing led to another on the show, so... Uh, pass on all our best to the friends and family of Max McColl. Uh, Rocks and Pox, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Your calls. We're here for robot building supplies. Robots got it. And Berwick BMW always delivering Exceptional customer service. I suspect we've got more on Zach Rattray uh, Have we? on the other uh, side no, of the the Grudels are
3: taking a beating off the temper. Oh, off the they 40 oh temper. yeah, because, yeah, yeah I, can,
2: <laughs> oh, I can just imagine our audience. Yeah, and, yeah. and, 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 Brad. American, American pit
3: bull, mate. Brad says, yeah, you're, you're not dog. being critical of our audience. Uh, no, no, I can. I know how the temper text works, mate. The 40 wings temper text. For, Sorry, yeah, I do. Uh, Josh is correct. Husky hair acts the same as sheep fleece. They don't need a wash, mate. <laughs> and they don't need a blanket. And they don't our- need an air conditioner. Trade is, all our- good, mate. Trade is our for race carters. Australian may build to
2: last. And Flex by Blunston. Stability meets the freedom to move. Yeah, well, it's uh, disappointing to get the request. Um, obviously, we've uh, invested a lot in a, into Jason. We've used pick one on him last year and knocked back some really big offers. Um, you know, our plan was for him to be a one club player and be a superstar at our footy club. Um, given the talent he has, um, yeah, so it's it's a one of disappointment. Um, but still, he's in contract, and um, if a right trade doesn't come through, then um, we'll have him for another year. Our footy boss at North Melbourne, Brady Rawlings, on the bombshell uh, from this morning: the uh, Jason Horn Francis trade request has become official. That was off trade radio. Um, He's clearly been unsettled from the day he was drafted. Um, were you surprised this morning when you heard that it had become official that he wanted to, uh, you know, get to Port Adelaide? And then details started to emerge, and clearly there's been meetings between the Horn Francis camp and the senior Port Adelaide football department
3: officials. This is a fair way down the track from a Port Adelaide perspective. Yeah, uh, not particularly. No, I wasn't. I wasn't super. Surprised? It's always interesting when uh, the 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 lure of home is is the term that is used, uh, yet you're only willing to go to one of the two teams in the city. Well, Adelaide can't get involved, can they? How can oh, yeah, they possibly but, but make? That's, that's a secondary. That's secondary too. Yeah, no, it's a fair point. The conversation. Yeah. yeah. Um. No. But it's, it's not. Point. It's not surprising. Yeah, if you if you followed along closely throughout the season and listened to some of the chatter around. You know, what's, what's been going on? And not all of it's true, but not all of it's false either. Uh, yeah, so it's not it's not a great
2: surprise. So we're seeing Horn Francis at the end of his first year. We're seeing Oli Henry at the end of his second. We're seeing Isaac Rankin at the end of his third or fourth. We're seeing a, there's another one in there, Tanner Bruin yeah. after two. So what, what is it saying about the, I, the I, legitimacy of the draft and, yeah. and this equalisation and the value of an early
3: pick? What's it saying about all of that? But what, well, it's just it's just the evolution. I think it's just the evolution of, of player movement because now the argument I've heard over the past two years is well, the the young players or the draftees should be locked in for three or four years. That's more likely to make them move. Yeah. Under contract. Yep. There's probably players who are saying, I can't, well, you know, a year in." Uh, or three years in, I don't want to be here, but I'm out of contract at the end of next year, so I'll wait. You know, it's not the right thing to do. A lot of player managers, a lot of player managers would say, look, it's only been one year, it's only been three years, let's hang in there, see whether you like it, and if you don't like it, we'll we'll make an assessment at the end of the end of the year. But if you if you're locked in for three or four from the get-go, that's more likely to make the young guys want to break. No, that's contract. a fair call, no It's doubt. more likely, not less likely. So, uh, I. I don't think you can, and I know it's a, it's it's unnerving, and we don't enjoy seeing our young players requesting trades one and two years into their career. But I think we're just going to have to get used to it, like we've had to get used to free agency, like we've had to get used to trading of future picks. I just think it's another it's – the, it's the next evolution that we're going to have to get our head around. So,
2: but every single, so you can argue the merits of Gold Coast to Adelaide, right? So, and, but I think most people think that Adelaide's you know, short to mid-term prospects are probably greater than Gold Coast's. Every single one of these players is moving to a, better, a club that has better on-field prospects, is going better – Certainly, three of the four that we just mentioned are, and possibly Adelaide will, will, will leapfrog Gold Coast in the next year or two. Who knows? That's to be determined. But what is it? That doesn't. What is it? The whole draft is is there to equalise the competition.
3: And yeah, but it's not, do you know it's what I'll say it. to that. Why did Adam Trelaw pick Collingwood over Richmond? He said it publicly. He said, "Go on, remind me." Because they, I feel they've got a better Sorry, list. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So. Yep. Y- you, nothing. I don't ask game. me a question like that straight off without me knowing it's coming. Yeah, most sort of professionals <laughs> would have ran across right. it. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we we you know. So he as a as as someone who's got more uh, information and 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 education mm-hmm. on on how to make a decision more than you or I sitting here. If he makes a determination on that and he thinks he's doing that. Richmond went on and won a flag. Yeah, they a don't year always No, they don't always get it right. So that's clearly. what I'm saying. So yeah. you know, the, the players can the players can say, or we can say, they're all choosing better clubs, but the, the 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 flow of how the we always see one or two jump up. We always see one or two really crash, and some teams like Geelong and and a couple of others are really consistent and steady, and often stay around the top four, top five. So I don't think that that's. Something we need to jump at just yet. The, the, the notion that all the young guys are picking, mm-hmm. picking the same teams. Mm. No, not they're not. Yet.
2: They're not all doing it. But I wonder whether you've got a view on this one three six seven Are you worried about, um, you know, the the legitimacy of the theory and the execution of the draft and, and it being the mechanism that is supposed to be the one that allows everyone to have the lick of the ice cream, Mm. to turn it over at the top of the table. every Once every 16 years, everyone's going to be, you know, the the theory how it's supposed to work. And it's clearly never going to work like that. But you need to see every club with the prospect of rising. And if every year or two, teams down the bottom of the ladder, particularly the non-traditional VFL slash football state teams, clubs, are losing players because of these obvious reasons?
3: Well, what hope have they got? Yeah, it's yeah. I'm not. I'm not dismissing it. I'm just saying, we we we. I think we need to see a larger. Uh, um, we need to see more players move to to for me to be willing to jump to that conclusion. Mm. Uh, I, I, and there's a there's a forty winks uh, temper text here saying, uh, "Would wouldn't you just put all players on, or could all players just go on one year contracts?" You could argue that all players are on one-year contracts well, yeah, these days because yeah. because breaking a contract is not hard at yep, all. Yeah, It's not a hard thing to do. Um, I explained my situation on Trade Radio a few days ago when I was under contract and, and found a way to move. Clubs find a way to make the money balance. The player gives up a little bit. So everyone sort of comes to an agreement. So you could mount the argument that all players are on one-year contracts.
2: Yeah, yep. yep. Uh let's get to the news. Darcy, Peter, can you get your thoughts? If you've got a view on, you know, the um the 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 soundness of our equalization processes and young players requesting trades early into their contracts. Is it okay? Does it worry you? Uh one-three hundred-seven three six seven three six. The open line, thanks to Chemist Warehouse. We're here for uh Robot Building Supplies. Robots got it in Berwick Boom W always delivering exceptional customer service.
4: Did he embrace Melbourne? Yeah, he did. The Melbourne um, side of things, and he certainly embraced North Melbourne. Um, Made some good friends. I I felt that he was, by the time I'd left, I felt there was a really clear direction for him to start to take, and obviously they had to appoint a new coach and go down that path. And I thought when Alistair um, was appointed, I thought it would be exceptionally good for, for Jason. So that's
2: David Noble on Trade Radio discussing, you know, the relationship that he thought His footy club when he was coach of the Kangas was um, building and providing to Jason Horn francis I mean, he went on to suggest that there were discussions early about moving the Horn francis family from Adelaide to um, relocate with the kid in Melbourne so he could be closer to them and just build that um, family unit around him. Um, That that didn't happen for one reason or another. And I think you can probably put two and two together now and work out why Mm -hmm. the indications were probably coming from Melbourne back home. Let's not uproot anything because one way or another we'll get you back there Mm. sooner rather than later. Um, The open line, thanks to Chemist Warehouse, Inc. Sports Nutrition, powering tomorrow today, available from Chemist Warehouse. Let me get to Darcy and Pete, and then I want to get your thoughts on what it will take because there's already a bit of argy-bargy about what's going to – what is on the table and what isn't. I want you to give me your thoughts on what needs to – come back to North Melbourne um, for this to be as smooth as possible. All right. Uh, Darcy's in Warrnambool. Uh, Equalisation, Darcy, give us your thoughts.
6: Um, Yeah, I think a a pretty easy way to tidy it up would be to give everyone that finishes outside the eight run through the um, first round of the draft twice. Um, And then moving forward from that, Players can only pick a state as opposed to a club to go to uh, when they want to be traded away, and then I think that evens up the power between players and uh, clubs.
3: Well, that's that's in a sense that's the point I was getting at, isn't it? With Jason Horn Francis and him saying, or the, the the pull of home strong. Well, I think the Brady Rawlings's words, you know, the, the 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 pull for Jason to to get home is strong. But it's only strong to Alberton, which is yeah. I would say four, well, that is his home. I would say five kilometres away from West yeah, Lakes. But it's it's clearly
2: the family connection. Uh, you know, the the old man played footy there, so um, th- there's there's definitely a but this connection. Is, this is
3: this is the point though. Yeah, was it Darcy? I think it was. Darcy, yeah, it was Darcy? It? Nah, it was Darcy. Yep, Darcy's yep. to Darcy's point the the player is being able to choose a team uh, yeah. that is five kilometers away from the other team in town. So he won't speak to one team, but will speak to another. So there needs to be oh, – I accept the fact that, you know, there's a big connection to Port Adelaide mm. for Jason, but the club invested – the club turned away pick six uh, and two first-round picks yeah. for yeah. him. Yeah. Now, that second pick, so that's that f- it was pick six – Adelaide finished uh, right near the bottom, yep. and then they've got pick five. So it was pick six, pick five, and another first-rounder. That's yep. what they could have had for him. Yep. They turned that down, investing enormously in him, and now he's saying, I want to go home. But I don't want to just go home. I want to specifically go to that club. So you've done a – so you make a, re, you make a really valid point there. But just moving on from that
2: point, you, you've done an exercise. You've gone through back through the last 10 – I had a look back right, to. Of number one draft picks. Yes. And who you wouldn't, now that we know what we know about those players, who you wouldn't have done that deal for. Yeah. So the, the the package of three first-round picks, who you wouldn't have done that deal for of the players who were selected
3: pick one. That's what you've done? There's 14, uh, 14 number one picks. Yep. And the only ones that you probably wouldn't do the deal for would be Jacob Wiedering, and Sam Walsh. I'm you gotta hold on Jamara Hugel Hagen because yep. you know, we've we've we started to see the glimpses. So yep. let's even put him out of it. Thirteen. Yep. Now Horn Francis is the other one. So let's say twelve. So the other, so Sam Walsh and Wheatering, and I would even now you were a little more staunch, but I would even say pick six, pick five, and then just call the other first round pick, pick fifteen. Yep. You so, know, yep. late late in yep. the first round. Yep. I can't see many players in the competition you wouldn't move for pick five, pick six, and pick 15. Yeah.
2: No, it's a fair call. I mean, th- there would be some who would say none of the players who have taken one in that time frame that you've mentioned no. are, are worth no, there will be. rejecting well, that, that sort of collection of is, picks
3: for. This is Jack Watts, Tom Scully, David Swallow, John Patton, Lockie Whitfield, Tom Boyd, Paddy McCartan, Jacob Weidering, Annie McGrath, Cam Rainer. Sam Walsh, Matt Rowell, Jamari Yugelhagen, Jason Horn, Francis. So, yeah, no, you make a you make a good point, I reckon. So there are a lot of those where the the team receiving the three picks wins by a oh, straight, h- hands down.
2: So the the but you you fall in love with well, the pick. with your pick and with the, your player and the notoriety yep. that comes with yep. the pick and, and the and, focus on the club and also there's all there's this there's this um, negativity that comes with. And it comes from ex- it's external. It's the noise of the media and the mm. fan base and the social media and the whole box. And if you make the call quickly on the number one pick that you've invest- invested so much in, mm. if you cut your, if you cut and run after twelve months of that pick, then you know what's coming. You know what's coming your way. Mm. You get you are scorned. That's right. But so, for getting it
3: wrong and giving up, but what, 14 years of history no, no, suggests it's, the numbers are heavily, heavily in your favour. That's why that that little exercise that you've done. Oh, well, thank you.
2: Uh, shines a very, very telling light on it all. So uh, let's get to a break. Soss has weighed in downstairs on Trade Radio on what he would do if I think he was in North Melbourne's position um, regarding Horn Francis. We'll play that on the other side of the break. The open line's open. Chemist Warehouse, Inc. Sports Nutrition powering tomorrow today. Available at Chemist Warehouse. These issues or anything else that's happened today or over the weekend, pox rocks from a crowded sporting weekend. Feel free to give us a call. The Daily Headline.
5: Thanks to
7: Deliver It. Restaurants and takeaway shops, get your delivery service moving with Deliver It and DoorDash Drive. Find out more at deliverit.com.au.
8: But if I'm North Melbourne, you look at, you go, okay, we're going to keep this kid, right? And we're going to make him go for 12 more months and, and back our system, back our new coach in, back whatever we're doing, let's back it, back in that that 12 months. You'd have fair faith in Elsa Clarkson. At least try and give him the best chance to want to stay at North uh, should he coach going forward. I wouldn't go actively go out as a club to seek a deal. I would go to the manager and say, right, because you've come to us today or on the weekend that you want to do this deal. Mm. He wants to go home. It hasn't given us any time to go and try and pursue other players, um, get into other deals. You've basically given us nine days,
4: ten days to do a deal. I'm sort of split a bit. If I look at it from a GM's perspective, I'm saying let's keep him for 12 months. Let's make him honour his contract. Um, if I'm a coach saying there's a guy that's homesick that's not really going to be invested, then let him go. That That's the conundrum that I think the club's going to have to wrestle with.
2: So Trade Radio, Dave Noble and Steve Silvani um, raising some, you know, some really valid points, I reckon. Soss went through this with Tom Boyd at GWS, of course. Do the player do, – do you couch the, the feedback of his teammates? Do they have a say uh, in this at all?
3: Like, in it, not yeah. a say, but do they have any relevance? No, I think there's a general understanding of a player's – uh, standing in the group, I, th- I think that's probably as far as it goes. There might be what if that, what if that is sense he's completely uncommitted. He doesn't put in.
2: He doesn't. Well, chase. then I think get yeah. rid of him. A hey, coach, get rid of him, mate. Send him home and get what you get. The best yeah, deal and you I, can get.
3: I think you would you would take that feedback on board, but you wouldn't pull the trigger on the back of 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 what. The play, some of the players. No, so, no, no. I,
2: I think what Sylvani and Noble have said on Trade Radio is really, is yeah, really
3: valid. I, I, I probably, I probably agree. Uh, the only bit I disagree with now: North Melbourne are not doing their job. If, if they haven't at least explored what it would look like if the young man sought a trade, if he was chasing, if he, if he wanted to to, to move along, what would our plan be? If they haven't at least yeah. sat yeah. down and and and, and mapped that out on paper, then they're not doing their job. Now, I know they lost half their recruiting staff during the season, yeah. but someone could have done that. Yeah. Somebody.
2: yeah, well, Somewhere. Sco- well, Scotty Clayton's not going to be sitting on his hands. He'll have been working, you know, yeah. he'll, he'll have sort of been working on what they need to get. And you would think that if Port, Port Adelaide had been speaking to the kid, um, as it's been reported, you know, for a while, um, then they need to have been working on a deal that's going to get this. If they want him that badly and they want him now, mm. they have to come to the party here. And, and if it means they feel like they're paying slightly over to get him, yeah. uh, well, you're going to have to do it. Yeah, then, that's I don't right. think there's too much. I don't... Hey, just before you go, a deal's just gone through, by the way. So Bobby Hill is officially a Collingwood player. Uh, Collingwood get Hill and a round three selection, which currently sits at 40 from GWS. The Giants get a round three pick in return, which is pick 43, and a future second. So Hill becomes a Collingwood player um, for a swap of second and third round picks. Uh, he's played, what's he, played 41 games, kicked 34 goals. He's a 22-year-old. Uh, he was a, 20, a second round pick in two thousand and eight. What, what do you think of how that sits?
3: Uh, you okay uh, We need to... Oh, I'm I'm happy to admit I really don't have a great handle on Bobby Hill as a mm. as a player. Clearly, a talented uh, forward who's who's dangerous and and can and can bob. It's probably more flashy than consistent at the moment, but as you know, has had his challenges, of course. Uh, so now I, I probably haven't seen enough of him to be honest. To you you feel you judgment. feel like you'd
2: be suited to a forward line that if it sets up that way has. Um, Two strong, reliable, none have to be A-graders, but strong, reliable targets. If it becomes a check kruger check mcstay yeah. Kruger-McStay, you know, if it becomes a combination of those, you feel like a player like Bobby Hill would be suited to get at the yeah, feet uh, of big, powerful like,
3: – What they are doing. Like
2: Ford's enjoyed playing with you, you know, like – Yeah, oh, yeah, they loved it. Small forwards. No,
3: I'm not – I'm actually saying that – what they, Quite seriously, yeah. So am I might what they, <laughs> what they, uh, what they are building is, and I, I couldn't be certain that he would be. Uh, he wouldn't be a walk-up start in their forward line round one next year. I, I wouldn't think. No, why? No, I might be selling him short, but I wouldn't think. But uh, they Change. are, they are building a a group of eight or so dangerous forwards. Hmm. I, I still think they would love. Now, not this is not for mixed day to have to do, but I still think they would love. It Clearly, if Nathan Kruger uh, in particular could jump up and be their, their, their best forward. My check's their best forward. Yeah. And I think they would love it if, if one could go past him.
2: Let's get to a break. Um, Tommy, don't go anywhere. We'll get to you on the other side of this. Pete, if you can hang around as well, keen to hear what you two have both got to say. The Daily Headline.
7: Thanks to Deliver It, restaurants
6: and takeaway shops, Get your delivery service moving with DeliverIt and DoorDash Drive. Find
3: out more at deliverit.com.au.
8: But if I'm North Melbourne, you look at, you go, okay, we're going to keep this kid, right? And we're going to make him go for 12 more months and, and back our system, back our new coaching, back whatever we're doing, let's back it back in that. That 12 months. You'd have fair faith in Elsa Clarkson. At least try and give him the best chance to want to stay at North uh, should he coach going forward. I wouldn't go actively go out as a club to seek a deal. I would go to the manager and say, right, because you've come to us today or on the weekend that you want to do this deal. Mm. He wants to go home. It hasn't given us any time to go and try and pursue other players'
4: Um, get into other deals. You've basically given us nine days, 10 days to do a deal. I'm sort of split a bit. If I look at it from a GM's perspective, I'm saying let's keep him for 12 months. Let's make him honor his contract. Um, if I'm a coach saying there's a guy that's homesick that's not really going to be invested, then let him go. Mm-hmm. That, that's the conundrum that I think the club's going to have to wrestle with.
2: So Trade Radio, Dave Noble and Steve Silvani um, raising some, you know, some really valid points, I reckon. Soss went through this with Tom Boyd at GWS, of course. Do the player – do do you catch the, the feedback of his teammates? Do they have a say uh, in this at all?
3: Like, in, not yeah. a say, but do they have any relevance? No, I think there's a general understanding of a player's uh, standing in the group. I, th- I think that's probably as far as it goes. There might be – What if that is
2: sense he's completely uncommitted – he doesn't put in. He doesn't chase. Well, then I think get yeah. rid of him. Hey, coach, get rid of him, mate. Send him home and get what you get. The best yeah, deal and you I, can get.
3: I think you would you would take that feedback on board, but you wouldn't pull the trigger on the back of 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 what the player some of the players. Say. No, no, no. I, I
2: think what Sylvani and Noble have said on Trade Radio is really, is yeah, really
3: valid. I, I I probably I probably agree. Uh, the only bit I disagree with now, North Melbourne are not doing their job. If if they haven't at least Explored what it would look like if the young man sought a trade. If he was chasing, if he if he wanted to to, to move along, what would our plan be? If they haven't at least yeah. sat yeah. down and 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 mapped that out on paper, then they're not doing their job. Now I know they lost half their recruiting staff during the season, yeah. but someone could have done that. Yeah. Somebody. Yeah, well, Somewhere. Sco- well,
2: Scotty Clayton's not going to be sitting on his hands. He'll have been working, you know, yeah. he'll, he'll have sort of been working on what they need to get. And you would think that if Port, Port Adelaide had been speaking to the kid um, as it's been reported, you know, for a while, um, then they need to have been working on a, a deal that's going to get this. Uh, if they want him that badly and they want him now, mm. they have to come to the party. here. And, and if it means they feel like they're paying slightly over to get him, yeah. uh, well, you're going to have to do it. Yeah, I don't that's think right. there's too much. I don't. I hey, just before you go, a deal's just gone through. By the way, so Bobby Hill is officially a Collingwood player. Uh, Collingwood get Hill and a round three selection, which currently sits at forty from GWS. The Giants get a round three pick in return, which is pick forty three, and a future second. So Hill becomes a Collingwood player um, for a swap of second and third round picks. Uh, he's played. What's he played? Forty-one games, kick thirty-four goals. He's a twenty-two-year-old. Uh, he was a twenty-second-round pick in two thousand and eight. What, what do you think of how that sits?
3: Uh, you okay, totally we need to. Oh, oh, I'm I'm happy to admit I really don't have a great handle on Bobby Hill as mm. a as a player. Clearly, a talented. Uh, Ford, who's who's dangerous and and can and can bob. It's probably more flashy than consistent at the moment, but as you know, has had his challenges, of course. Uh, so now I, I probably haven't seen enough of him to be honest. To you you feel you judgment. feel like you'd be
2: suited to a Ford line that, if it sets up that way, has um two strong reliable none have to be a graders but strong reliable targets if it becomes a my check kruger Maya check mcstay yeah. kruger mcstay you know if it becomes a combination of those you feel like a player like bobby hill would be suited to get at the yeah, feet uh, of big powerful
3: what like, what they are doing Like
2: forwards enjoyed playing with you you know like yeah oh yeah they loved small it small forward no but you what? Know, what? I'm, not, I'm not i'm actually saying
3: that what they, Quite seriously, yeah. So am I might what they, <laughs> what they, uh, what they are building is, and I, I couldn't be certain that he would be. Uh, he wouldn't be a walk-up start in their forward line round one next year. I, I wouldn't think. No, why? No, I might be selling him short, but I wouldn't think. But uh, they Change. are, they are building a a group of eight or so dangerous forwards. Hmm. I, I still think they would love. Now, not this is not for mixed day to have to do, but I still think they would love it clearly if nathan kruger uh in particular could jump up and be their, their their best forward my checks their best forward yeah and i think they would love it if if one could go past him let's get to a break
2: um Right, Tommy, don't go anywhere. We'll get to you on the other side of this. Pete, if you can hang around as well, keen to hear what you two have both got to say. Uh, great to have you with us uh, on this uh, crazy Monday afternoon as the trade updates for Tie Power continue to fall. Family safety is never up for trade at Tie Power. Uh, another deal is done, uh, JJ. Tim Taranto is officially a
3: Tiger Go Tigers. For picks 12 and 19. Yes, well, that uh, was reported by The Age, I think. Uh, that deal was agreed to in principle yesterday. So Officially that's, done has been now. done, which is good. I, I, I don't know. Now, it is my first time uh, covering the trade period, but hmm. it feels as though the clubs are a little more, uh, a little keener to get on the front foot and get a few things done. I think typically they'd just wait and wait and wait and wait. And in the end, risk risk, uh, missing a few, uh, getting a few deals done, but it's good to see. So yeah, Toronto for 12 and 19, that's, there's no mucking around there. That's a big deal. No doubt
2: doubt about that. And I I wonder whether, as we continue to work our way through these trades, also for CMC markets, visit cmcmarkets.com. You wonder whether these clubs have got that much on their whiteboard uh, that they can't afford to to stall if they've got a willing partner and yeah. they've got a deal that they're happy with. Let's not have if it's twelve and nineteen. Let's not try and make it twelve and seventeen. Hmm. Let's just take the twelve and nineteen and get a wriggle on because we've got other things we need to do. Uh, Peter's in Primby. Hey, Peter, there's a bit going on, and some of it feeds right into the kind of equalisation debate that is going to overarch, particularly the Jason Horn Francis situation. Have you got a thought on any of this?
9: Yeah, mate, look, um, the draft is meant to do equalisation same as the salary cap. But to me, the only way you can beat the equalisation is to have your own academy system. And that's a shining example of that is uh, the Penrith Panthers who just uh, won the NRL Grand Final. They've got an academy system. They just won all four grades um, this year, first time it's ever been done. Their academy system's been going for five years. And in the AFL, the Sydney Swans, they are beating equalisation by having their own academy system and you have a look at how many players are in their team now or progressing through and there's talk of upcoming players that are running around in their VFL side. Um, And that's the only way you're going to actually boot equalisation. And um, Horn Francis, to me, um, the draft is uh, draft roulette. Instead of betting on red and black, you're betting on on stay or go.
2: There's a bit of that. Um, You know, there's a bit, I mean, there was disquiet you know, regarding this kid from the word go, um, and he never settled, did he? So no, no. To Pete, that's a reasonable point you make.
3: I reckon all of that. Yeah, it is. I, I agree. It is a. Uh, it is. It is a good point. But um, I'm not sure if, if we are looking for uh, equalisation. If we do want it, and we don't think we are getting it in the current model, I don't know that using Penrith as an example who won all four grades mm. because of largely because of their academy system that to me makes it sound less equal well the one thing about penrith is that it's a it's a it's a club
2: that people want to attach themselves to and they mm. want to play there while they're a professional
3: rugby league player they want to play professionally there i think that's where the yeah. clubs need to focus their energy yeah. making themselves a destination yeah, Club. Sydney Sydney is very much that. People want to go and play footy. For Sydney it's
2: stable, it's successful. They offer, you know, terrific um opportunities.
3: Uh, but ki- they they also lost to Jordan Dawson last year who they wanted to keep uh, and Adelaide right. found a way to get him to go from Sydney grand finalist to Adelaide bottom 4 or 5. So that's why again, that's why I'm not yet uh not yet ready to say we need to change too much. We still need to let it play out. And if we see it become a serious trend, then you have a look at it. Just stepping sideways on that for a second though, if you're the AFL,
2: hmm. you're worried you're, you're continually concerned, aren't you, about the inability of GWS and Gold Coast that they have the I don't think the AFL could tell you how much money. They've poured into No, these two they clubs. couldn't. But
3: that, and I'm not being critical of that them. A I'm sep- just... That's got to be a separate argument, right? But they have, don't they have to find
2: a Somehow they have to find a way. They were in the
3: grand to... final three years ago. Yeah, that's true. So that's more than can be said for a lot of teams who are more than able to stand on their own two feet. How's that There's team? There's um, mob that wears Don's of sash. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. So now Gold Coast, you're – Absolutely concede that there's some, there's some, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was there for a year. There's some, some concerns on, you know, when they'll finally get over the hump. But a lot of us spent a lot of this year thinking, okay, we can see the path. Yep. Yeah, yep. So. It's going to look pretty hard.
2: The GWS experience. So you're right what you say, you know, about 2019. They're still getting somewhere between six and 10,000 people to games of footy up there. Mm. And several of the players from that 2019 team have
3: left. They haven't decided to stick at it and take... Well, uh, I'll stop you there. I, I think a fair few have left because they've got themselves into a cap squeeze. And, and and players have been squeezed out because of well, financial issues. this kind of goes to... I mean, we we get
2: we we're, we're sort of about to walk into the kind of cola type conversation areas again here, which is and fine. It's, and it's not really a, well; it is a cost of living thing because even if you're playing for GWs, you you know, you, if you're going to be a hundred a million dollar a year player, you're going to want to live in a nice part of Sydney. But and we know that how expensive that get. But but isn't this what the AFL are going to need to address at some stage? Um, to have a, a club like. The Giants be able to maintain a list over a longer period of time uh, that can be more than just a, a fleeting premiership prospect.
3: I'm not there. No, I'm not there. W- okay. w- when when they've I don't know I don't I'm, I'm, when they've made a prelim final, a couple of prelim finals and a grand final in a, in a, in recent times. Mm, you're not as worried. I'm not as I'm not worried about them. I I understand the challenges of their crowds and. The potential of players not wanting to play there because of those So this year they're
2: and, losing Tanner Bruin, Tim Taranto, Jacob Hopper. Anyone else this year that I've missed? Bobby Hill's they've gone. They've lost
3: players. Bobby Hill's gone. They've lost players every year. they oh. lost players the year they made the grand final. They've they, they, they lost Taylor Adams and they've lost Devin Smith and they've lost, they have lost more players than you've had Pee and Ham Soups mm. for lunch, which is it's a good, lot. It's good for you. View. It's very good for you. So... so They, they have lost a lot of talent, and they've been able to remain. Tell you what, thereabouts. p and ham soup and Metamucil. What a combination that is!
2: Yeah, what a feeling. The effects delicious. Johnny, you don't drink the Metamucil with while you're having the p and ham soup. But you got the sound effect, Rob. You're with me, Rod. I'm feeling. I'm feeling feeling the effects. You're with me, folks. Johnny's at the other end. Johnny. John in Griffith has jumped on the line. Uh, welcome to the show, John.
10: Hey, fellas. Yeah, thanks, guys. To be honest, yeah, uh, you know, as a Lions supporter, um, you know, when players leave uh, the AFL, um, child, GWS, and all that, it gives me a warm feeling, guys. Because I didn't hear, when we had to take go home five, and then our number one draft pick and another one drum, you know, go out the door. I didn't hear the same conversations, but yeah, you know, what. One thing I will, you know, there was no one on SCN crying poor for Brisbane then, but one thing I will say, though, things can turn around for North Melbourne anyway. Things can turn around pretty quickly. And, you know, Brisbane got pretty creative. And um, and with that, you know, we've become a destination club. And, like, you know, for North supporters, things will turn around. And it will happen to them as well. I've got no doubt about that.
2: Thanks, John. Well, the other story that Sam Sam Edmund was reporting about the time that we came on air, so about an hour and 15 minutes ago, was that Tim Taranto – ah, uh, Tim Taranto uh, – Taran Thomas is exploring options and might be open. Well, he's open, according to Sam, of um, seeking a way out. What uh, did
3: What did Brisbane do to rectify the situation? Because they were all at sea at mm-hmm. one stage. They got stability and they got clever with how they drafted. They lost mm. countless players. Yep. Drafted a couple of country Victorian boys who yep. happened to be best friends, who both happened to be very, very good footballers, which helps. And they, so they identified the need to get country boys because they're less likely yep. to want to go back to the city. And they got stability around the club. And all of a sudden oh, your, bloke,
2: your mate helped and
3: it was you David know, Noble was, was excellent yeah, for that. Charlie
2: Cameron helped and they got yep. a couple of people Lockie come, Neal.
3: Yep, yep. Yep. All of a sudden they have uh, had to
2: work hard to keep Lockie Neal, though. It doesn't sound like that's been nah, but they kept challenges. It, yeah, and, yep, and his yep. form
3: hasn't has not no, he's dipped been, in in fact it's gotten better. Now Jack Gunston goes north, or should likely go north. Mm. Grant Birchall went up, Luke Hodge went up. So Joe Danaher, Joe Danaher went. went. Joe Danaher. So yeah, they no, they are the opposite of, of a club. With players looking to get out, which is what they were six, seven, eight years well, ago.
2: Well, that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, they've they've got, st- as you mentioned, they've got stability, and they're offering the prospect of success. So, um, they're they're they are aphrodisiacs and they're lures, and that's what footballers want. Um, but in the case of some clubs, it doesn't seem to be enough. It doesn't seem to be enough for GWS for some reason. I'm I'm not quite sure why. It's-
3: We'll get to uh, – I know we're going to get to Lee. Yeah, yeah.
2: Is Josh Dunkley worth more or less than Tim Taranto? Well, I think Taranto's a better player, but Dunkley's probably got more runs on the board, hasn't he? I mean, yep. Dun- Dunkley week in, week out is probably produces at a more consistently high so level. Might,
3: so he might be worth more than 12 and 19. He'd be older than Taranto.
2: Uh, yeah, would buy a year or two. And So, so you, yeah, I mean, it's a, real, it's a really interesting comparison because you think that Taranto's natural football, you know, Skill set is is probably marginally greater than Josh Dunkley's, but Dunkley is a, you know more consistently produces at a more consistent. consistently high level, consistently more consistent. Peter's in will Do you agree with that or not? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah get a Pete. How are you going?
10: Yeah, good, gentlemen. A lot better than what you are. If you're having P&M soup for lunch, I think oh, I'm going much better than when the YouTube uh, no, I, feel, I, anyway. I
2: feel terrific. It's, I never felt better. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I just...
10: Anyway, at least things are can hear you as opposed to snow your boys. But anyway, different story. <laughs> Thank gentlemen, you. Uh, comment before in relation to the Academy and the Swans we've got. And one of the reasons it got set up was because of the fact that the kids should go to Sydney... And if you want two examples, Anthony Rocker was one and Shannon Grant was two, who would go up there, do two or three years and come home. And it was just not set up that allowed the kids to stay in Sydney. The Giants are having a very similar problem at the moment. They up there, but they can get out. If they want to get out, they can get out quite comfortably. The Swans had a different issue. And the different issue we had in the play was obviously we had kids coming through and they were being lost out of it. And the Swans are happy to go and do their own draft academy and not go in the draft We'll bring all their own kids to the academy. And the AFL said no. So from the point of view of the academy, it's, been, it has, it's provided the benefit for the Swans, but it's also provided the benefit on the bigger picture, which is for the whole footballing world across, if you like, the whole AFL landscape. And if they haven't got academies in Sydney and in Brisbane and these places where it's not played in schools... You won't have kids coming into the system, and your example of that right now is Isaiah Keeney. Yeah. So the academies are a need in the northern states to get kids playing the game and having a pathway from a junior program or junior age upwards. Yeah, if they don't a, do it, yeah. they won't get these. They won't get the quality kids coming through. No, that's centre- a good.
2: That's a really good call, Peter. And it's the challenge, isn't it, up there mm. of luring the best talent at 13, 14 years of age away from the other football codes up there in Sydney, which, which you know in. Western Australia, South Australia, Victoria, and Tassie. You don't, re- I mean, of course we play yep. other football codes here, but but the, the predominant and overwhelmingly so code is the is the Indigenous one. Dunkley twenty five, Toronto twenty four. So it's it's oh, a margin. Than it's him. a margin. Yeah,
3: Gee, Dunkley's younger. Than yeah. I yeah,
2: Lee's in Canberra. Uh, welcome to the show, mate.
11: Oh, g'day. Good, good, uh, good to be here. I'm still reeling from the fact that you got a groodle, but um, oh, no, 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 you know, I
2: deal with that. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's a reason. I, I mean, I, just to explain myself. I'm, Don't get on your high horse. No, no, no. I've been a border collie man my whole life, but I've got three kids, and two of them are allergic to animal fur, so we wanted to have a dog. Oh, let's get a groodle. One of the hyperallergenics. Oh, the and o- they, obvious uh, thing is to get a groodle. Well, what sort of oodle do you want to get, mate? A it. You, you name a better oodle than a groodle, Should and I'll go a for Tiggy.
3: A they have fur. Oh, we'll get one that's Highly allergenic. Get one of the, the oh, doctor, those nude ones, Doctor Evil ones. They're the worst animals. Get one of the Austin Powers. They're pets. the worst
2: domestic pet you could possibly I love have. Cats. Can we? <laughs> anyway, Lee, we are digressing because of you. So, no,
11: sorry. So apologies. Um, look, yeah, look, I'm a, I'm a Pies supporter, and I just kind of wanted to make a comment about um, how uncreative clubs are with their membership packages for anyone who lives outside the state in which their club resides. Um, you know, I've been a member for, I don't know, 10 odd years and you know it's just the standard kind of one ticket So I've got to kind of go to New South Wales to get to get a seat and I just reflect on, I wonder how many members there are out there who aren't within the state of residency and, and how kind of crappy those packages are. I'd just like to see clubs do a bit better for, for members interstate and they'd probably get a lot more cash actually. Um, if they came up with a few more creative ways to get people on board outside, so I don't know what you guys think about yeah, that.
2: Yeah, no, well, mate. I've never. I, I don't know how to answer that, Lee, because it's incredibly foreign to me. So I, I don't know. I'd like. I guess others can share their experiences um, that you've you've had if they've got them. If you're you know if you're an old Fitzroy supporter mm. or Sydney or South like, Melbourne supporter. No looking at me. No, nah, So I, I don't know, mate. But it's it's um, for others who are in your position. I, I suspect it's. Um, uh, they, they might have a view on it. If you have, feel free to share it with us. Let's get to a break. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Robot Building Supplies. Robot's got it in Berwick BMW. Always delivering exceptional customer service. Blackie, we'll get to you on the other side of the break. Blackie's having a wonderful time in Doreen at the moment. He's been good enough to join us on the show. How are you, Blackie? Gentlemen, how are you going? Yeah, very well, thank well, you. Well, thanks.
6: Hey, um... Just three the academies, I'm all for having the northern academies because if it gets kids playing Aussie rules, awesome. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of competition. Um, I, I wouldn't say more competition for kids to play different sports up there than there are in Melbourne, but there's a lot of competition. My only beef is they should be run by the AFL, not by those individual northern clubs. Um, you know, it, it should be. Uh, they're trying to promote and get as many kids to go in the drafts so one thing i really dislike is how my kids and other kids born in aussie rural states are discriminated against because of where they are born or because of where i am born or what our heritage is uh they get discriminated against because they're not treated like kids born in the northern states because they're born there they can go and play for their local club where if my, one of my kids is good enough, they can, they can be transported anywhere across the country. I really dislike it. It's, it's a really bad taste in the mouth. And a lot of people don't actually talk about that fact. So have the Northern Academies and don't tie them to Sydney. Don't tie them to Brisbane. Don't tie them to Gold Coast. Don't tie them to GWS. And if clubs just want to have... If those Northern clubs we want to look at... Uh, like GWS have a look at how to keep kids have a look at Brisbane they're a basket yeah. case losing player after player now they're actually getting good players yeah. to go there so oh. get your, get your club right and you'll get players who want to stay and go there
2: like you I appreciate your point uh what about the if if there was a counter coming from those clubs and I reckon it's probably coming on behalf of the AFL that they are promoting the game into you know non-traditional footy states Um and that that is part of the lure. And it's not the lure for and not every kid that grows up wanting to play footy or playing footy in New South Wales wants to play for Sydney or GWS. Some of them are desperate to get, you know, down to Melbourne and, and play down here. But what about that as an argument that they are the the shop window for the game in a non traditional footy area and you know, if they if that attachment is important to some kids, then it's one worth having.
6: Hmm. Uh, Andy, but it, but it, it's the AFL who'll do the promotion of the coach. You, you don't think my kid wants to go to Carlton? That there's four generations of us having followed Carlton. But if they're good enough to play and get shipped to West Coast, they'll go and they'll go and play. Why should why should you know my kids, Andy? But hmm. they've played five or six different sports, not only Aussie rules. So, and this thing about Isaac Heaney, I will tell you what, you, you tell any kid, and I've coached kids, right? Who have loved footy more than any other sport, but they they are good at some other sport and have been put into an an elite program in another sport. They go and do it because that's what they're good at. But doesn't mean they love footy. So Isaac Keeney, you don't, you're not telling me that the AFL had to come to him and said, listen, we're going to put you in our elite academy. You're going to play courses. Absolutely. Yeah. If any kid's going to go play cricket, soccer, tennis. If that's what they're good at, and they get put into an elite uh, pathway. They're going to play. It's just a snowball con that they continue to allow those clubs to have those kids tied to them. You know, Andy, you can't see it. It's
2: discriminatory. I oh, know. No, no. I can, want... oh, no, I can see. I can see the point you're making. Uh, and it and it is a way. There's no question. It's a. It's a way to maintain for some of those cl- for those clubs. You know, the old zone type setup that. Um, that used to, you know, used to exist for VFL clubs back in the day. So, no, I I can see – I'm not as strong in terms of the language um, that you're using in terms of it being discriminatory, but I think it's – some would say it's necessary. Blackie, have you been listening to any of this or have you tuned out? No, I've been doing a bit of both researching and listening. Kinnear Beetson's going to join us in a minute. Hopefully we get him on kind of now because there's some – Relevance to all of this, Blakey, and I, look, I, I know you. T- I take your point of view, you know, really, um, I take it seriously and I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying, but the people who are invested in that footy club understand the market certainly differently than people like you and I who have grown up down here and have a very, very different view about the importance of the academy and the difficulty of maintaining uh, the players that are attracted to the academy. So hopefully we can get Kin on um, very, very soon. In fact, I think we might have him We We'll get him after the news. So, Blakey, have a listen. We'll get the head of recruiting um, for the Sydney Swans, who's been, you know, working in this system for a long time now about some of the inherent difficulties that they've got uh, maintaining and uh, or attracting and maintaining talent. We'll get to Kinnear on the other side of the break and you can sit his... Um, view and his experiences alongside those that that you hold. The other one we're going to get to at some stage, certainly between now and six o'clock, is the Harry McKay, Harry McKay deal. It has been violently responded to in terms of not not in an aggressive sense, but no. the difference in opinion about the merits of this one in particular. I mean, there is a standard view amongst some about you know these long term deals and. Mm-hmm. He signed the seven-year extension, which I'm sure that um, you're aware of. But um, there's been a very, very polarising view uh, expressed by several today Mm. about the wisdom of the carlton Mackay deal. We'll get to that. Jason McCartney is also going to join us at 20 past five uh, as well. They've got active um, with a couple of players leaving the Giants, Bobby Hill and Tim Taranto. I don't think it'll be the end, so we'll hear... From the Swans after the news, the Giants before we're done, and we'll take plenty more of your calls on one 736, 736 Nice week, Charles. Uh, whenever you raise, whenever the issue of the Sydney Academy is raised, uh, it does get a it does get a mixed reaction, and it mm. gets a you know some people who follow this space perhaps more closely than others, um, like Blackie and a few others, can get quite wound up about it. All Kenny beatson has been involved with the Swans for a long time. Uh, heads up their recruiting operation, wonderful operation it's been, and um, is a great, I suspect, defender of the academy system for a whole lot of reasons. Hey, Kin, thanks for joining us on the show.
12: Not a problem, Andy.
2: Good to speak to it, you. It always raises, and I know you listen to this radio station occasionally and you hear some of the calls that we get challenging the, uh, the necessariness, if you like, of the Sydney and the fairness of the Sydney Academy. Um, why is it? an important part of your... I mean, you just talk about the Sydney Swans for the time. But why is it an important part of um, the role that that footy club plays in football, Aussie Rules Football in New South Wales?
12: Look, it's a really big issue because we're talking about um, the two biggest stakes um, in New South Wales and Queensland and how those football clubs, the AFL clubs, in those states can attract top end talent and it was ironic this weekend, it really struck me last night when I was watching the NRL grand final and they were talking about the the Penrith Panthers and how many players have come through their academy and just by chance on the weekend one of our young tall athletic prospects coming through a kid by the name of Navron Willett who's just short of 200 centimetres and a sub 3 second um, 20 metre runner and a really outstanding athletic prospect. He's just informed the club that he's not going to continue in the academy anymore. He's going to sign a four-year contract with the West Tigers. Uh, yeah.
2: So, so they, can, they, can can, start, they can start paying him straight away? They can start paying
12: him straight away. The kid just walks straight there. He doesn't have to go through any draft process. He doesn't have to worry about, you know, are the Swans going to be able to match the bid? Um, any of that, they just pay him straight up. And we've got another young player this year, a kid called Western Bulldog. A uh, Western, sorry, Mitch Woods, who's in the uh, development squad of the Canterbury Bulldogs. He played for New South Wales this year in the AFL Under 16 um, Carnival up on the Gold Coast. Was selected as an All Australian, and we've got an almighty battle on our hands to try to convince him to stay with AFL rather than go and. Um, agree to a contract with the Candlebury Bulldogs. Mm. So I understand where people sort of hear about the academies and you know um, their frustrations with it, but they've got no idea what we're up against in, ter- in trying to attract and retain top-end talent. And the bit that frustrates me most of all is if we're talking about a 19th AFL club coming in um, with a licence to play... like. I would ask where the hell are the players coming from? Mm. If we point. don't continue to develop the talent pool, all that's going to happen is the standard of the game will decrease. Mm,
3: it's a good point, Kenny. Uh, does the does the uh, the academy also exist to just improve the general interest in the sport in the Northern states? So, of course, you know you, you are looking to attract and find that next Isaac Heaney, but. The, uh, is there an is there another element that it's just generally having more you know young people in Sydney Swans gear and just generally uh, increasing interest in the club? Is there an element? Is there a, is there an aspect of that as well?
12: Oh, absolutely, Josh. I mean, we're trying to grow the game in conjunction with AFL New South Wales to get more participants um, um, to play the game and to follow the game, and then, then of course you know we hope that there'll be. Um, some benefits to the club with expansion of uh, membership numbers and all that sort of stuff, rightly so. Otherwise, we wouldn't be tipping in about $1.5 a year to do it. Um, But it's also about growing the game. Those people that leave our academy go back to their local clubs or they go on to play in the sample or the waffle, whatever, um, and continue to grow the game. uh, Because I just want to reinforce that fact again, if we go to a nineteenth license, where are the players coming from? Mm. We have to continue to grow the talent pool; um, otherwise, the product of the game is going to deteriorate.
2: Ken, what, we had a caller just before uh, the news, and just before we, we were speaking to you, obviously, but he was saying that he would have fewer issues with, you know, the the the, the northern academies if they were run by the AFL and not by the clubs. Why? How would you counter? I mean, how would you counter that if you'd counter it at all?
12: No, I can understand that. They tried that method, Andy, with the New South Wales scholarship system,
2: Yep. and it didn't
12: work. Um, and in those markets of Queensland and, and Sydney, uh, New South Wales, uh, the people identify more with the club than the code. Yeah, so yeah. the Giants or yep. the Lions or the Suns, they got more appeal to drawing them there than the AFL.
10: So like, a, yeah.
12: Because the, the AFL, uh, it, it won't stop. Even if it was run by the AFL, that doesn't um, do anything about getting rid of the, the problem where top-end talent can go directly to yep. rugby league teams yeah, yep. without having to enter any draft or anything like that. Oh. So we keep losing top-end talent. That was why I was... You know, happy to come on and have a chat about it, and, and people don't understand that part of it. Mm. And we need to get our fair share of top end talent; um, otherwise, we go, the product won't look as good as what it should.
2: So, in terms of generating, it, Josh has obviously asked about the interest levels, but and that's really valid. But in terms of generating, you know, AFL capable players, you know, you, you've lost one to rugby league; you might lose another. Uh, who were, you know, at the pointy end of their age kind of profiles at the time that well, certainly one of them's been lost. Are you seeing more players emerging who are draftable and who are capable of being good players at this level?
3: Uh,
12: certainly. Well it's it's a little bit like Madley clubs. It's um it's a bit cyclical. They yep. they come through in waves if you like. Um you know, the Eastern Rangers, colder Cannons, etc. cetera, they have years where they might have three or four drafted and the next year or two, they don't have any. Um, or they might have one. Uh, ours is still a little bit like that, but what I can tell you is the standard of the game is increasing all the time. So therefore, you would have to uh, argue that uh, the prospect of getting more top-end talent that's capable of playing the game will
9: increase.
3: Kenny, is there, a, is, there a, is there an argument or an element or have you done even run the numbers on the fact to suggest that the academy the players you get out of the academy might even make up or go some of the way to making up for the 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 lack of father son, players that you may not get access to?
12: Oh, it's not so much that Josh. I mean we we do suffer from a, a fact that uh, you know the the go home factor. yeah, uh, we don't have. New South Welshman wanting to go home. Um, so, you know, we don't have a Tanner Broon and uh, an Ollie Henry saying, I want to go back to Geelong mm. when they were both from the Geelong Falcons. We haven't got that. There's one other kid in the, or one other player in the AFL at the moment that came out of our academy, and that's Ben Davis. That's mm. it, mm. total, mm. out of 17 other teams. So we don't have this ability to draw players back but, again, you know, people don't take that in consideration.
2: They don't. Um, mate, hopefully that's shed a bit of a light on the specifics of, you know, what you're dealing with up there. And um, I'm sure not everyone's going to be satisfied with it, but um, but I'm sure some will. Thanks for coming on and um, good luck to the footy club over on. How active are you? And don't give us any specifics if you don't want to, but you can if you want. Well, you can. How, how busy are you guys going to be in the next eight or nine days?
12: That busy, I probably won't sleep for the week. Right. Okay,
2: well, you need to look after yourself, mate.
12: Uh, all of best. Good luck with everything. I'll go. I'll go on. A, I'll go on a good anvil tonight. That
2: will help. Me. <laughs> Perfect. Good man, Ken Bates, head of recruiting, and uh, a man who's been developing top end talent in this caper for a long, a long time. Joining us. A-, a break. It's ninety minutes
3: to five. You've been singing the praises of this Adelaide thirty sixes effort. The Phoenix Suns roster. Their salary is hundred and seventy-two million dollars. The Adelaide Thirty Sixes roster one point seven. Andrew Gaze was courtside watching the whole thing unfold, and I'm,
2: I'm telling you, you two, he ain't going to be on your side. You two can wax lyrical about this on the other side of the break. Well, the headlines about the Adelaide Thirty Sixes defeat of the Phoenix Suns are wild. America has gone into meltdown. It's Thank the first you. time an Australian team has ever beat an NBA team in one of these preseason games. Andrew Gaze, our great friend, uh, was courtside to watch the whole thing unfold, and he's been good enough to give us five minutes of his time. Keith, how big was that?
7: Oh, it was unbelievable. What a week we've had in basketball with the Opals doing their thing a couple of days ago, and and now we fly. I fly over here to watch something really special. It was uh, a packed house at, uh, in Phoenix, and to see the Adelaide 36ers put on a show... That just made us so proud. They shot the slop out of it. It was something <laughs> extraordinary, the way in which they shot the ball. And uh, it was just to see the stunned Phoenix fans, because I was in the, in the uh, crowd and just the, the reaction and the respect that uh, this team was able to gauge. And they're all after fans are asking questions, why aren't these guys on our team? <laughs> so It Craig... was uh, amazing.
2: Will Craig Randall be coming home or will he be staying there? Is, is the Adelaide 36 has lost him after a
7: performance well, like that? Well, I think he was a 37 or 30 I think he had 35 in the end and when you get 35 please say his name correctly the second Craig, <laughs> right, the second your so pardon. when you when you put on a, right. a show like he was and uh, it, it, it wasn't just him um, Robert Franks, Franks, was had, thank 30, you. had 32 I think he did and he's one of my favorite players and but everyone, uh, Daniel Johnson, the veteran, got the got him going. Had I think eight of the first ten points, and they had the crowd ooing and aahing with his uh, three pointers. And it was just amazing to be here and to experience and see the reaction and the respect. And, and <laughs> they don't know anything about it. Let's be honest. They they, they the, the Phoenix Suns do now, but the the uh, the fans don't know anything about Australian basketball. And and this is what part of this tour is about. It's not just about us as a basketball, but it's about us as a nation and how we're trying to promote uh, Australia and all the good things about Australia. So it's uh, it's been a fantastic start to the campaign.
3: Now, Gazy, now Andy and uh, Julian, two guys that you uh, have the pleasure to of working with yes. on a daily basis, they were absolutely poo-pooing me when I was... The scores were, were playing out. We're yeah. expected to yeah. lose by 30 and we're beating them by least. 10. So... Yes. In in the yes, in, in the arena in the building, just explain what it yes. can do, and just oh, geez, these guys from Australia can actually ball. Just just tell oh. these two uh, muppets what uh, oh, what muppets. this may be able to do for our league. Well, you're
7: spot on, and and some of the shots that they were making were outrageous. If they can shoot like that during the regular season, they will win it easily, <laughs> and they would if they shot if they could shoot it like that regularly on the NBA range, I think they're at 52% from the three-point line. They're in the wrong league. They shouldn't be in the NBL. They're in the wrong <laughs> league. So it was uh, something... And here's the thing. You, everyone is expecting a 30-point game and it's going to be showtime and all the other stuff. But uh, with Two minutes ago, the game was on ice, and it was actually the Adelaide 36ers (laughs) being respectful to the Phoenix Suns by not trying to score and just run out the clock and, oh, here you go, have a go. Yeah, we'll let you win. We've got the commanding win. It was... um, There was legitimate... uh, They were stunned. The fans were stunned, and they weren't expecting it, and they can get a little bit... um, Mm. A little bit agitated from time to time, so that... uh, But, no, it was just incredible that uh, an NBL team and the Adelaide 36ers and CJ Bruton Brew- and well the way in which they had a game plan, but uh, the shooting was something special.
3: Now, uh, Jock Landale, of course, former Melbourne United, big man and championship yes. winner. He plays for Phoenix. He had a dozen points, yep. so uh, he had a nice outing as well. He's still trying to establish himself, uh, particularly with a new team.
7: That's right. And uh, well, I through um, the good folk at Australia made, we did an interview with him after the game, and um, he he's really comfortable. He loves it. He said the superstars of the team have really embraced him. Uh, his strength is the pick and pop, of course, and he, he wasn't able to knock down the three. I think he was over of 5, I think, from the three-point line. He had some real good looks, so he was a bit down that he missed those, but the other stuff that he was doing was uh, was really good, and they, they really like him. If you look at their team, the good thing is... He's going to get to play. He's going to get he's going to be part of the rotation. Or I should say he's going to get the opportunity throughout the first start of the part of the season. You'd expect that he's going to get to play because of just their personnel right now. Um, they, they kinda of need him. Sure. So it's um it's a it's an interesting situation for Jock, but he loves it here. Mate, he's hot.
2: Just looking Look. at some of the reaction, oh Josh, God. Josh Giddey, Jamal Murray, Ja Morant—they've all gone cocoa bananas I'm on I'm Telling their, you, mate, you twi- No, I'm starting to believe. I'm starting no, no, to become a believer. Saying, no, no, am Becoming a believer. Andy. Hey, we've got a minute. Yep. Oh. Just give me 45
7: of your very best on Lauren Jackson, yep. please. Well, that was one of the greatest performances I think we've seen from an Australian athlete uh, ever. Uh, for her, uh, hasn't played in six years, and comes out. And in that six years that she hasn't been there, she's had half a knee replacement and two kids yes. and comes out and drops 30 in, her, in, her, uh, in that game for the win. It was an extraordinary performance, one where only through incredible greatness are able to have, have those types of uh, games and uh, fantastic. We all should be very proud of what she's been able to do and uh, deliver yet another bit of hardware for the uh, Opals in the, on the world stage. It was fantastic. Uh, you're a
2: magnificent human being. Uh, you've got a lot of corporate work to go over to do over there. Some real gays, <laughs> yeah. elite oh, gays, schmoozing on,
7: on behalf of our nation. Hey, yeah, go yes. on quickly. You know, I was on there. I did two things today. During the second quarter, gays, jump into the commentary. Would you? I heard you. Thank you. And then uh, during the time outbreak, the stuff that Andy doesn't like, we actually provide a bit of entertainment in the dead time. I got out there and I held the ball up and the gorilla jumped over my head, did a twirl in the air and dunked it off a trampoline. Wow. Petrifying stuff wow, but that's... I carried. I carried wow. myself oh. with great courage, I'd like well, to call it. Well
2: played and well played to the <laughs> human being in the gorilla suit. Uh, Andrew, lovely to hear your voice. Be well and we'll see you no. when you get back. Nice work. I thought it was a gorilla.
7: Geez, <laughs> a good suit then. <laughs> Andrew, guys.
4: They the Western Conference champs.
7: You just had 35. This is a game that could potentially change your life.
0: I'm locked in on the NBL season right now. I will worry about the NBA when it comes, but I hope everybody watched tonight. Adelaide is here. I mean, we're going to come back to Australia and worry about those games and see what we can do this year.
7: You're the first NBL team to ever win a game against an NBA team. What does that say about this Adelaide 36ers squad?
0: Everything uh, from the front office to the coaching staff to the hard work we put in together as a team. Like I said, we're, we're bought in right now. Whatever coach is telling us to do. Um, tonight we showed that we didn't we didn't fold when they made a run, and we held our own. We showed that we, we're here to stay with anybody and everybody. So
4: it showed a lot. Have you spoken to your dad yet?
0: I just went over to him. And I think he was in tears, but I understand why. But it's a big moment for everybody. Um, I'm happy. I'm back home. I, I went to high school here, so I know how it feels here. So it's, it was just a good experience, and I'm blessed to be here.
2: Cr2 with Liam Santa Maria mm-hmm. post game. Yes. Having dropped
3: 35. 35. Nine from downtown. Nine from the land of plenty. From beyond the arc. Well, that'll get some eyebrows raised. Oh, yeah.
2: That'll get some eyebrows raised right there. Oh, yeah. That'll... Eyebrows belonging to people like Ja Morant, Randall, Franks, and Cleveland. Cleveland, hooping. Jamal Murray, 36ers are absolutely on fire. What? And Josh Giddy, Adelaide 36s <laughs> big eyeballs. They're all the world is is the emojis, watching. Yes.
3: Uh, and you wanted to just it's sneeze totally on board. now. How big it is? Uh, uh, Craig Randall the second and Cr2 Franks.
2: Just call him Cr2. They two. are
3: both. They are both. Maybe Antonius Cleveland. Maybe a little bit behind. Those two boys having thirty, at the very least, it sends scouts back to the tape. No so, doubt. Well, hang on. They've done what? How can they? How
2: quickly can they be? Uh, signed by uh, in NBA teams. Can like, you hear that? Bang. Like that? Yeah. Well, that's not good for the Adelaide 36ers. Well, yeah, I
3: know, but you. They'd like f- to get
2: at least half a season. The greater
3: of good of the league and the player themselves. They'll have NBA out clauses in their contracts, so meaning that if an yeah. NBA team comes calling, they can leave straight away. Yeah. Now, that will. I've tipped Adelaide to win the whole thing, which seems to be a good pick right about now. <laughs> but. If they uh, are given you, an you opportunity. Can, you
2: can insert yourself into uh, any of these stories way oh, better I learn
3: from the best. You and Gazy are the masters of this sort of stuff. <laughs> I learn from the best. <laughs> we both learn from the best. Uh, so an NBA team can come calling straight away. Phoenix can tell you two are staying with Sorry, us. No, don't go anywhere. And, uh, you know, they're not getting on the plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think Adelaide have got one more game. I think uh, there's, a, there's about four games overall, uh, the little series, because the NBA season started. That's right. So That's right. The other teams are back here playing each other, and, and there's a few teams over there uh, playing against the NBA. But it's such a great showcase for our league that we, the league just makes it work, and they just bend and and, and run a bit of a funny little schedule, uh, make it work, and then come back and sort of recommence the, the, the regular season.
2: Next game's on Friday morning. Our time. Anything from the NBL this week
3: end quickly that raised your uh, eyebrows? Not really. Perth no. are back, mm. so Hutchie will be happy. He was yep. over there watching his Wildcats, so the Red Army uh, are back. They'll make the playoffs for sure. And uh, I said it last year, they made a fool of me, but Tassie. Mm. No good? Down, down. Right. right uh, Julio's going to jump in after
2: 5.30 to recap everything that's gone on for the day. Jason McCartney's going to join us this half hour. I just want to play Adrian Dodoro. So Jack Bowes and Pick 7 is one of the fascinations I think for many, um, it is probably a sign of things to come. It very much underlines the situation that Gold Coast find themselves in, which is quite staggering. I'm not sure whether we'll get to the bottom of how deep their um, salary cap slash TPP um, conundrum is, but uh, it it is clearly a major issue for them to be selling pick seven, um, attaching it to a big contract like the one that Jack Bowes has got, which Mm. I think is a surprisingly big contract for many. I'm just going to play Adrian Dodoro, list manager, veteran list manager from the Bombers, and yes. I want you to, to kind of decode what Dodoro is saying here. Certainly, he's probably a high priority for us. Um, he's someone that we've tracked over
8: the last couple of years. so It's just not been something that we've thought about over the last uh, couple of days. Uh, we, we have a need for a, a big inside mid, and he, we think he's got the scope um, to really help us. There's obviously a lot of clubs that have been linked to Jack and have met with him in the last week. Do you have a timeline on when he'll make a decision on his future? No, no, we haven't.
3: What do you think? Uh, I think, firstly, Jack Bowes is the most interesting prospect in the trade period because we basically know everything else that's likely to happen. You know, even Horn Francis and Isaac Rankin, all of these emerging, exciting players, but we really know what's going to happen. Griffin Logue, everyone. Uh, yeah, to to a degree, I think. Yep. Uh, this is the one who, I guess Jack hasn't decided what he's going to do, and I believe he'll decide. You know, in the next sort of few days or two days, uh, and and it, and it feels like it depends on who you speak to. Geelong are in front. Essendon are in front. Someone else is in the mix. So it's it's interesting. Plus the element and and. And I, I think it's the first time we've ever seen it. The 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 element of buying the draft pick—it's extraordinary. Oh, listening
2: to the way Adrian Dodoro spoke about that, they want it, they want the deal. They want him. They want the, they're happy yeah. to take the money. They'll stretch it over however many years. Jack Bowes is happy to have it stretched out over uh, Essendon. Just reading between the lines, I, I'd be very surprised if if. And it might come down to personal choice made by Bose, but I'd be very surprised if and don't have an absolute red-hot crack and leave themselves in a really good position. Can I, can you know, I throw something yeah. at you mm-hmm.
3: that has been just uh, circling and starting to manifest itself? Mm-hmm. That to prevent this happening more and more in the future, the buying of a draft pick, that the club who trades for Bose. Should have to trade for his contract as it is, so you can add to it, but you can't manipulate it to a point why? that you are. Why? Why does that? Why would that have no, to become... I'm just, a, I'm just putting it to you. Uh, no, it, it, it is that's an it's a it's a bit of a a narrative that's starting to emerge off some of the trade radio chatter, some of the people who are ringing up, some of the uh, yeah. forty wings temper texts that 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 you should because I don't know that buying draft picks is. I'm all for the evolution, but buying of draft picks now, without disrespecting Jack Bowes, a lot of this interest is around the draft. Pick. No one's taking Jack. With all due respect to Jack, no one's taking him on the contract
2: that yeah. he is that we're obliged to pay him. So no one. He's Gold Coast's problem to manage without pick seven attached. And to now it. you said you said before the show, why
3: don't Gold Coast just
2: why, why don't they do what everyone else is suggesting they're going to do? Well, yeah, just stretch it over out over three or four well, years themselves. I can
3: only imagine that speaks to the salary cap pressure that they're under, because they would. Otherwise, why wouldn't you? How bad is it? Well, clearly, it must be bad. But how bad? Do you know? Have you heard? No, any... I don't know. But clearly, if they can't find a way to to keep him and by extension keep pick seven, it must be bad.
2: Why is West Coast? Why is West Coast declaring? That they're interested in getting involved, really getting involved in the Lou Jackson stuff, uh, but but then declaring the same
3: breath, but they're not going to part with their second uh, pick. What, anything what a, what a, from, it could just be as little as making the the crosstown rivals pony up. Could be, but if you're if you're in the Jackson camp, if you're
2: Melbourne, and West Coast saying oh we're interested, but pick two's off not going to be part of it. what would you, why would you even engage? Why would oh, you even take their phone call? Well, they've got...
3: Just non absolute nonsense. 20. <laughs> well, I, I don't know why they'd say well, that. It's just
2: absolute rubbish. They're cl- either in or that, they're, you're either no, in or well, you're maybe not.
3: They, maybe they've got a player who has expressed interest to them in going back to Melbourne that we don't know about. Well, Oscar Allen. Well, maybe. Well, we if don't it, know. Well, if it's Oscar... Well, not that he's going back to Melbourne, but
2: he's not a Melbourne boy. He's a, he's a West Australian. So... Uh, it would need to be somebody of that ilk, or maybe it is. Well, I don't. Well, that, well, that would be fascinating if it was. Where do you sit on the seven-year extension for Harry Mac- Mac- Mackay? This uh, we well, were having some very spirited.
3: There's no we. You were. Yeah. Now, I'm <laughs> going to answer this very simply, and probably, it's probably too simplistic to be honest. But mm-hmm. this is how I'm going to answer it. When I look at a deal like this the long tenure, the length of term, I, I think to myself, how many other clubs could I see doing the deal? Now, in this situation, I would say all 17, and I could mount the argument that maybe the Cats wouldn't do it.
2: If there was no salary cap issues. Yeah, and if you could afford yep, yep, it, yep, 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 yep.
3: How, many, how many would do the deal? And I think every single club, maybe, maybe without, with the exception of the Cats would do it. So, therefore, if, if you truly believe that. now oh, I do. I don't, yeah, well, I don't you wouldn't say it if, you lie, if you didn't. If
2: you truly believe that, and I'm saying the greater you, been lying on the greater you now.
3: National radio.
2: Um, then why wouldn't the club that's got him and know him and have invested in him for four or five years already, why wouldn't they equally do the deal? And why should they be
3: criticised for doing it? Well, they shouldn't be. Well, plenty are. No, but that's, you know, that's 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 the industry that we, we work in. But if... Is he worth seven years at nine hundred there or thereabouts a year, given
2: you know plus increases once the once the CBA well, goes, goes up?
3: Is he worth it? He he's a recent Coleman Medal winner. Mm-hmm. He's an All Australian. Uh, he he forms the one or the two or the A or the B in the best or second best one-two punch in the game in terms of tall forwards. Mm-hmm. The best if you're talking about how long they're going to be together. Yep. And if you truly think that your point of difference is having those two big boys together, then you find a way to make it work. And Carlton have found a way. Now, if traditionally, if if the club you're at are willing to offer you seven, I can only imagine what else may have been mm. on the table. Mm. G'day, Tiger Army. It's Tim Tirano here. Thank you so much to the Richmond Footy Club for giving me this opportunity. I honestly can't wait to run out in the yellow and black next year at the at the G in front of all you fans. I look forward to meeting a few of you over the years to come. And um, honestly, just once again, thank you so much. I'm so excited.
2: Oh, I would be too if I was a Richmond supporter. Enormous upside, I reckon, in that kid and well, young man now. Uh, I think they've got themselves a
3: beauty, Josh. Go Tigers. They do. He uh, he plays the game tough and hard around the footy and he'll uh, immediately just walk into that uh, Richmond Centre Square and it'll be an upgrade. Julio about to join us. Muhammad's in Newport before we get
2: to the boss. Hello, mate.
6: Hey, Andy. How are you, brother? Good, thank
2: you. How are you going? Living the dream. for
6: Living the dream. Yeah, 107 Flinders Lane every Sunday, uh, first class. Anyway, <laughs> an old school house in R&B. Just quickly, Andy, I reckon... Uh, been a mad Collinwood supporter as you know
2: yes mate
6: um, sorry for the last round against Carlton never mind um, one no, uh, day goes to Melbourne we should get Wiedemann. we should move heaven and earth to get Weederman because my check is going to you know be going to and I reckon Wiedemann, you know it's in his blood Conwood do you have to,
2: put, you put, your, you have to put your seatbelt on or something what's going on there seatbelt on bro well, yeah yeah I know someone yeah it's not my
6: seatbelt someone else's right, seat
2: okay <laughs> Um, Wiedemann, he is, I don't know, I don't know what to make of Sand anymore. I don't know. Hello, Julio. Hello, How boys. He, well,
3: he he moved into the ruck late in the VFL season. Uh, I, I, yeah. I thought a move to centre-half back might yeah, be. I was going to say, maybe a move to defence. Yeah, that was one that we uh, floated a while ago, but uh, if he does that, it probably shouldn't be at the Ds. But Melbourne oh, is Melbourne, Melbourne,
0: no. Melbourne saying that he's not going to go. It's a bit like Ge- Look, it's a bit like Geelong with Asava Radigalea. I'm surprised they're not open to talks about Asava moving. They on. slammed Andrew
3: Mackey slammed the door on he that did. today. Like, well, I haven't heard that because he was supposed to come on with us and he shunned me. No, well, he
2: well, he well, he's uh, shunned you with uh, with real venom because he's had quite strong things to say about Asava Radigalea, mm. and that is he's, he's going to be at Geelong next year. We we we
0: love him, and he's not a, he's not going to be a key forward at Geelong.
3: He moved down back. Late in the season, very late, the last month. I'm going to say, played an AFL game down back against West Coast and looked good. Uh, so, who spots he's taken there? Well, De Koning spots, spots always open up. Henry Stewart. De Koning's getting old. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> spots always open up. I, I mean, it, you, know, you, know, the, you do know
2: depth plays. Do you know do you want to be? Does he want to be that? So you happy to be at Geelong and play six to ten games a year and. Pinch hit and fill in when a bloke goes down for whatever particular reason. Maybe
3: the the environment is playing a big part here, and he wants to just be a part of Geelong, and he's backing himself because he's still he's still naturally improving. He's still on an upward trajectory, so maybe he is just backing himself in, particularly on uh, you know on the back of a a, a, a shift to defence. Maybe he's going to be a back slash ruck. He might just follow up the opposition's mm. forward ruck.
2: How many ruck hybrids do you want to work with down there at that football club? Well, he was a ruck
3: ruck and you got mid
2: ruck, rucked off. You've got mid-ruck hybrids, <laughs> you've got forward ruck hybrids, and now you want back ruck hybrids. Well, there aren't many. How <laughs> many hybrids do you want
3: down there? <laughs> there aren't many uh, back rucks. Is there, <laughs> there any back not. rucks? Jackson Trengove used to be a back it's ruck. Gary, Gary Dempsey used to do that.
0: He doesn't know who that is. That's <laughs> a bit that, disappointing.
3: Sorry? That's very disappointing.
0: <laughs> so now Fremantle are digging their... Uh, Sports yes. update for Sustainable Office Solutions. They're digging their heels in with Rory Lobb. Can they get Luke Jackson and not have Rory Lobb go out? How are they going to get the picks to get Luke
3: Jackson in? Yeah, wow. Well, because yes. David
0: Walls was adamant today at this stage,
3: yeah, and we know oh, things can yeah. change,
0: that he's not going out.
3: So, well, I would imagine they're going to have to... make any sense. No, nah, they're going to have to trade some futures to get him... So they've got 13 and 66 as it stands, the list I've got in front of me.
2: And is it only the Western Bulldogs?
3: Uh, Seems yeah. to be. Well,
2: I, I did I fight, still cannot understand. Get
3: involved. I, said, I said if you're looking for a key forward and you're in Melbourne and he wants to come. Because, again, that's where the, the balance of power may be able to be shifted. Instead of saying, I want to go to this team specifically, it could be, I want to go to, I want to be in Melbourne. Yeah, and then you're it. fair game for. you got nine options. The Luke Jackson part is interesting. If you don't move Lob out, which would naturally you'd assume bring picks back in. They're going to have to go into their future picks because they've got 13 and 66. They've got, they've got the least amount of picks of anyone in the draft. So they'll have to go into the future. Yeah, and yeah. Or Trade maybe some Griffin, out. Logue. Well, they'll get, they'll right. get
0: one for Akers. They'll get a th- probably a third, third round. round. That's not going to help. That's not going to help. What will they no. get
3: for Logue? I think In second they, round.
0: I think I'll get second round. I'll get th- third round for Tucker. I think
3: Logue, I'd play hardball on Logue. Token. I reckon. I reckon. A cl- I reckon. But you, it's north. you read something into the comments about yeah, Griffin I, I Logue think, today I from think, David Wolfe. I think the Griffin Logue situation is, is almost as simple as they want him to play as a swingman and he wants to play as a defender only. That's what. That's what I uh, read into David Walz's comments mm. when he said, We're going to we identify Josh Corbett out of the VFL. We think he might be able to come in and play that role that we liked Griffin Logue playing. I think Logue just wants to play, just let me play as a third tall defender. Let me play on the Jeremy Camerons and the Buddy mm. Franklins and beat them. There's something, lo,
2: recruiting players to be something that they previously have not been, mm. uh, or not been. Consistently at the level, often enough to convince you that they can be that permanently. I don't know how many times that works. I mean, I'm just thinking about the Zach Williams situation. Mm. Yeah, there were people who said, oh, he could be an elite. You know, Cambo was always, could be an elite midfielder, this bloke, but he never showed it. Mm. Now, his body Half the continues. One prelim. Well, that's right. Mm. Body keeps letting him down. He was drafted to perhaps recruit it, I should say, to perhaps be that player. And he's never really shown. I think he's just a halfback. Well, he might just be that. Mm. And, a good one. Yeah. So um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that where the log one's going to play it. the log one? The lob one. I just doesn't make any sense to me. Melbourne is screening
3: out. I think lob. for another key forward. Lob will
0: be the dogs next year.
3: I think he will yeah, as well. So do I. It feels we, like
0: he has
2: to be. We but-
3: we. Sp- I know you've got some other things you got to get to. We spoke about this before the show. Two. Uh, oh yes. Two players going to clubs, where it seems universally that no one else thinks it's the right thing to do, except for the clubs doing it. And ultimately, they're the only, <laughs> only ones that matter. But so one's lob. I haven't heard anyone mm. be able to wrap their head around lob to the dogs with the tools that they've got. And I haven't heard anyone be able to wrap their head around McStay to Collingwood.
0: Well, I don't understand that. I think Collingwood will be proven right with Daniel McStay. He's not coming in to be define, the match winner. Define right,
3: because I'm. I'm the probably the money's not as
0: big as people think. I'm with you. Six is not that much. Yeah, it's not. That's. Yeah. I'm with you. Twenty. He's extent. coming in to play a role in a pretty good forward setup to give some help to Brody Myer. But what about? He can he can go back if you need him. Yeah, he can play good footy in defence. He can pinch it in the ruck. He's a goal game player. He's in, pretty he, strong. I think
3: you'd want him to be. I think he needs to get to 1.3, 1.5 okay. well, goals I think a game. He can do that. He might be able to.
0: He's not coming in on a million bucks. No, six, he's 650 not. Six fifty is not huge money. But
3: what if, what if, what if I said the difference between McStay and Grundy is a hundred thousand? Yeah, a few people have brought that up because they're paying three hundred for Grundy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So three hundred of Grundy's that they're paying six fifty of.
0: So it's five hundred grand over the five years.
3: Difference. Yeah, over the five, but it's, mm. it might be 50 grand a year difference. Mm. Well, that then, is that, could you amount a case to keep Brody and not bring in mixed aid?
0: Well, I think uh, Nathan Buckley would say it's probably the right thing because he said today that, hey, that Ruckman stocks has never been so low. I beg your pardon. Well, you, d- you shouldn't be spending that much on your cap like Melbourne will be on Ruckman. Because well, we're seeing Max, a lot Max of them Gorn just come in, they have. A, they have a physical
3: impact. Max Gore might have something to say about that. Melbourne are hoping that
2: that becomes their ace in the pack, yeah. clearly.
3: I'm fascinated to see how it yeah, works. Yeah, they
2: are clearly backing it in, and they believe that it can be the thing that separates them from, from those that are gunning for a premiership yeah. next year. It becomes – you don't bring Grundy in to yeah, and that, I, and I, unless I you I think can, it's going to be an absolute game changer. I can,
3: mm-hmm. I can, I'm can, can. I i going with them on that. Okay. It's a quarter to six. We to break out of the
2: way. Uh, there's a few other bits and pieces we'll get to. Before we wrap it up today, it has flown by this Monday afternoon. At this stage, listen, Ollie's out of contract, and a Geelong um, boy obviously come out of uh, out of Geelong, and his brother plays at Geelong, and we understand there's a pull down the highway, but we'd really like to retain him, so that's where we sit at the moment. Graham, Wright, uh, What are the chances? I'd it's be hold,
0: I'd be holding on to him if I was Collingwood.
2: What are the chances of them pulling oh, the him? fifth? Yeah, of course you no, should. Of course you would. Uh, uh, so no I, think it's I
0: think it's up in the air, this one. There's
2: yeah. no way known. I've lost a
0: pretty good compensation. Uh, well, so Pick 17. Yep. He's shown he can be a match winner. Well, he's
2: better than that now.
0: Mm. He's better. He's, he's had what two years Dude's of insisted. development. No, he's better than pick yep. seven. Uh, so I think that's 50-50.
2: Tom Mitchell going to be at Collingwood next year. What's uh, he doing?
0: Graham Wright talked that down today, as did Mark McKenzie from the Hawks. But I still think he will. Yeah.
2: Why yeah. would just ask? Answer me. You two are smarter than me. Why would Tom? No, we're not. Why would Tom Mitchell stay uh, at
0: Hawthorne? Um, if he could get uh, out of there? No, uh, well, if you're, if you're being offered Collingwood and more inside midfield time, yeah, it seems pretty uh, obvious I think, to me.
3: Now this is a this this. Point of view it would be coming smaller and smaller. Uh, I, I think players think hard about being a, th- a th- going to a third club. I think going to a second club's you know just part and parcel, but going to a third club, I think players and now I think this view is you know, lessening with the mm. way the industry is going. But I think players still think, do I do I want to go to? Th- I'm a surprised third you club? would say that. Given, is they seen as mercenary? Uh, do you think? No, it's just. I don't know. It's a it's a bit of an intangible, but just the the you know going to a second club, you know, is for a, a really obvious reason. But you go to a third reason, a third club. nah. I would understand Tom Mitchell if yeah, Tom
2: Mitchell is. So an, would I. Yeah, uh, that would make. They, they've already drafted their next, and they, they've they've committed to their next midfield. Hawthorne
0: and the stats show this year he's out of the centre square yep, a lot more. That's right, and that is his best asset.
2: Newcomb run second in their B yep. on the weekend. We know what Ward looks like. We know what Long looks like. Mm. We know Dylan Moore wants to come in. Uh, we know there's Omira. Oh, oh, if I was Tom Mitchell, I know what I'm good at, mm. and I know what mo- he's motivated by his success, obviously. Yeah, but he, right. he loves getting heaps of the footy. Correct. So go somewhere no, where I they can
0: where they can use you. Another trade is in boys Ooh. for Tyre Power and CMC. Markets uh Jaden Hunt off to the West Coast Eagles as an ah. unrestricted oh, free
7: agent.
3: I Heard I did that a one last week yeah, but
0: bit stiff, wasn't he? Just missed the flag. He probably would have played if he didn't get injured late last year. Yep. Played most games this year. He'll he'll
3: give the Eagles a bit of what they need, won't yeah, he? Some, bit some, of speed some off flare and
0: dash. Mm-hmm.
3: This is as dull a West Coast Eagles group
2: as I reckon they've had since they've been in the comp.
0: Oh yeah, that's fair. Because even in the late nineties, no early two get... thousands, they struggled. They had cousins and yeah, they, they had couple a couple of coming yeah. in, and yep. then they got Judd. You look around that West Coast. Sounds sexy.
2: No, nah, uh, you know they're really good players. Are uh, their champion players are old. Mm-hmm. They they're, oh, they they need some. They need a sizzle. They do badly. So uh, he can give them a bit of. There's only
0: Josh so and much death.
3: sizzle to go around.
0: Mm. Hey, the Bombers got a new CEO. Yes, I have Andrew Thorburn. Yep, so former boss of NAB. Is it? Slightly unusual, the man that was on the coaching selection committee and doing part of the external review is now the CEO.
2: Well, I'm not sure how much precedence there is that for that a happening. Bit different, isn't it? Yeah, but it's um, if you think about it, it kind of makes a bit of sense, doesn't it? Did he, rec- did he recommend himself? Oh, he's come in and he's got a sense for the club, and he's you know have a look at the role and thought I can, you know, I can make you a difference what? here. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I know someone will be really good. at Maybe this. impressed a few people around the footy club while he was there and say, listen we got a vacancy here. Would you be interested in doing it? Mm. Can we, do a, a a CEO, ja- can we it? do
0: a quick draft glossary or trade glossary during the week? Yeah, go Well, on. Adrian Dodoro said they've been tracking Jack Bowes for a couple of years. <laughs> that just means you've watched him play. <laughs> when they played they against, played against your, your job, team, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> I think they've been tracking pick seven. <laughs>